What's up, friends? Welcome. It's another episode of the Movement is Medicine show, and today we have a extra special episode for you. We have Corey Osborne in the house, and Corey is an expert in the whole, all kind of that whole interesting and crazy and complicated world of car accidents, injuries, all this stuff, right? And we've been talking a lot about that lately here at the clinic because with the weather change and now that there's more wet roads or whatever, we've been seeing more accidents in. So, Corey, we asked you to come on in and share some more of your expertise with our listeners. Also got Dr. James in the house. What's up, guys? So, Corey, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, Corey, you interesting background. So, you were in chiropractic before you kind of got into uh, the the Seattle legal side of things. But so, before you started working with those guys, you were in chiropractic for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I I actually practiced around this area. Uh, did it for over ten years. Absolutely loved working, especially with people that had been injured. It, it's really was my passion. I did both of my postgraduate work in injury care, uh, and quite frankly, I had a, a huge frustration with what happened on the legal side. So that's that's why I actually made this huge switch and jump. It's cool, man. It's uh, I always love it when you know you kind of embark on that next stage of life. And it, it's fueled out of this expertise that you developed over time. And this realization, this frustration is like, oh, I could be serving people at an even greater level if I shift slightly what my focus is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have found a way to actually help more people doing what I'm doing now, rather than me being a solo practitioner in an office, seeing you know as many people as I could. Now, it, it sounded to me as we were chatting prior to the episode that there's a lot of a lot of different misconceptions people have about about car accidents, both about, you know, being prepared in case it happens. And then on the flip side, what happens afterwards? So we're going to get into kind of an insider approach here. This is basically like the stuff that you should have learned about car accidents before you ever even got a license and nobody ever told you. So unless you've been involved in in a car accident with somebody who's knowledgeable about how best to prepare and what to do afterwards, there's going to be some great nuggets here for almost everybody. So even if you're 40s, 50s, 60s, you're like, yo, I've heard it all. I'm experienced all. I'm an experienced driver. Stay tuned because we got some, we got some good insights. I don't want to give away the bag here, but you gave me some, you gave me some good. I was like, oh, oh snap. You never know when accidents are going to happen. Corey's talking to me about some stuff. I don't know the answer to that question either. So yeah, exactly, James. So let's, Let's kind of start there. Let's start with, you know, we don't know when an accident's going to happen. All we ultimately all think, you know, we're prepared for an accident. You're never really truly prepared, but there are some things you can do to make sure that you've protected yourself as much as possible. And that's what we're going to talk about, both from kind of on a legal side, and then we're going to talk about it as a physical side as well. Yep. Great. Yeah. You know, and so as far as from the legal side of it, uh, the preparation really comes down to understanding that your coverages need to be a lot better than they likely are right now. Um, everybody has this idea that they have full coverage and full coverage is not actually a thing. And so the state of Washington, unfortunately, has not changed its policies for insurance uh, in over 30 years. And so the minimal policy that somebody might have if they have insurance is only $25,000 to protect everybody you know, in your vehicle and your vehicle. Uh, and so that really is not much. And so really there's two coverages that I want everybody to look into right now. Do not call your insurance guy and ask if you have full coverage. They will say yes. Do not listen to that. Ask if you have first and foremost personal injury protection. Personal injury protection 
is a policy that you pay for that's very inexpensive and you get at least $10,000 worth of medical coverage whether or not you cause the accident. It's a huge value to be able to have access to medical care after a collision. Secondly, you want to make sure that you have uninsured motorist or underinsured motorist. What that will do is if somebody hits you and they have no coverage, well, if they have no coverage and you don't have that coverage, then guess what? You get to pay for all of your, your expenses for your car to get fixed and all the expenses to get your body fixed. But if you do have it, then it will, it will pick up uh, to fix your car and your body as well, uh, all your injuries. Now, if somebody has insurance, a lot of times it's not enough to cover everybody that's been hit. I was actually involved in a four-car collision five months ago. Four cars with a minimal policy from the very first person that caused it, that's twenty-five dollars or $50,000 total for all four vehicles. I guarantee it wasn't enough to cover all the cars. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close, right? And especially if somebody gets hurt, significantly hurt, or Absolutely. needs like ongoing like rehabilitation or medical care. Yeah, this was a very, very big collision. And so, fortunately, I have the maximum policies that I can have, and, and I made sure that I, <laughs> that I have everything that I need to make sure that my vehicle and my body is taken care of after a collision. Well, there, that's, that's a key insight for you right there. The man who works in that industry, he's like, I got it all. I like maxed it out because you've seen what happens and you deal every day with situations where people are underprotected. Uh, exactly. And I tell every single client of ours that there is never an amount of money that you can get that will make up for the injuries that you get in a collision. I truly believe that. And so that being said, you want to make sure that you have your policies maxed out so that you can get something for the injuries that you get. Such a good insight. Now, James, talk to us a little bit about, you know, flip side on the physical side of things. You know, how can people best be prepared for an injury? And, you know, it's weird to think about it that way, but it's true, right? I it's mean, true. physical resiliency, the ability to withstand injury impact, to be less fragile, yeah. that's actually something that can be cultivated, built can up. Cultivated, can be trained for. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like you have a choice. You have a little bit of control over how your body or how yourself will uh, respond to an injury when or if that happens. You know, I don't think it's a really a matter of when, but probably more of an if, you know. The same with, uh, you know, car accidents, but injuries are, you know, kind of inevitable. You're going to get hurt. And how can you best prepare yourself for that? I think we all know the answer and that's, you know, exercise, whether it's like strength training or running or whatever hobby that you want to do, that's just going to get your body moving compared to sitting around all day, um, not fueling your body the way it needs to be. I think, Really, if you look at it, the most single important thing you can do is probably strength train uh, and just build muscle mass. Um, your bones will respond to that strength training. So, you know, there's a law out there that whatever. Um, use it or lose it kind of. Kind of a use yeah. it or lose it. You know, whatever Entropy. forces you apply yeah. onto your, your bones, like so however much weight you're lifting, that's going to build stronger bones. You know, the same thing goes for the little old lady walking down the street who has like osteopenia or osteoporosis, you know, she starts lifting, her bones are going to get stronger. So even at a young age, if you start lifting weights, 
your bones are going to get stronger, your joints are going to get stronger, your ligaments, all that. And it's going to become more resilient to those injuries and the forces that are put through you during that car accident, whether you're getting rear-ended or head-on or T-bone. So really, if there's one thing you can do before to prepare yourself for, for that accident is get in the gym, you know, lift a weight. It's that simple, but it's hard. To do. If you needed another reason to, to work on your fitness, now you have one. It's yeah. also accident prevention. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really great insight. So obviously getting into accidents traumatic um, and there's a lot happening and right in the moment kind of during as it's kind of right after it's happened, there's some, there's some tips or some insights or some things you want to share, Corey, around what people should kind of think about doing. And then what we'll also talk about again, physically what you should do as well. So Corey, what like kind of right, you know, boom, accident happens. Walk us through what a person should be thinking and doing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, after an accident happens, number one, first and foremost, no matter what happens, please, please, please get into a safe place, but then make sure that you call 911. Now, they're not going to show up most of the time. They're actually going to ask you, well, is there more than $1,000 worth of damage to the vehicles or whatever it is, right? I'd just say yes, okay? You don't know, right? And everything's very expensive nowadays. Um, And they may or may not show up. And so, uh, but just putting in that police call uh, is is very important. And, you know, if you can, stick it out. Uh, But in the meantime, get to a safe place. As long as the person that hit you isn't hostile, Okay, because it does happen sometimes. I, I hate to tell you it does happen, but as long as they're not hostile, most people are decent people. And so you get out of the car and take pictures. Grab that phone. Take pictures of your vehicle. Take pictures of the damage to the other vehicle as well. Uh, those can be extremely valuable, especially if, and this happens a lot, especially if your car doesn't show much damage, it can actually be very beneficial to see how much damage is in that other vehicle to to demonstrate those forces when we have to go to court to show how you were injured. And so uh, those are kind of the biggest things. Is And then, of course, make sure that you do get a picture of their driver's license and of, uh, of their uh, insurance information as well. Uh, they may not have it on them. Uh, and, and be prepared for people to try and get out of it. Everybody's afraid of their insurance rates going up. So what they might do is they might say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you some money, you know, and be prepared for that. Uh, and, you know, you may not feel the pain right then. And this is, of course, Dr. James is going to go over that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you may not feel the pain right then, but it's really not worth uh, uh, accepting any kind of money from anybody, even if you don't feel a whole lot of pain. Um, it's just, it, it is much more worth just making sure that, that you say, listen, this is why we have insurance. I'm going to wait for that to happen. Yeah, wait, wait for them to deal with it. Smart. Yeah, I think, you know, just bouncing off that too, Corey, like when, yeah, I think something that would add to that situation is when you run into that underinsured uh, motorist too, right? Yes. They're even going to be more willing to try to like, you know, push it under the table a little bit and offer you that offer. That's right. Um, but yeah, even if you're in pain or not, you know, a, long, a lot of the times when we see car accidents, um, people coming in that were in a car accident the day before, the week before, sometimes their pain is not immediate. They're not feeling that as soon as they are in that collision, that pain comes on the next day or the night of. Um, you know, in the moment, you got your adrenaline pumping, you're feeling pretty good, you just got hit, or hopefully, you know, you didn't just cause the accident. But still, you know, you're you're running on some uh, 
some adrenaline there. So you're not going to feel everything in your body at the moment, but as soon as you start to slow down, calm down, and, you know, take a deep breath and maybe go sit and watch TV later that night, you're going to start feeling that neck ache. You're going to start feeling that low back start to tighten up. Um, so you're going to be really happy that you, you know, made sure that you got their insurance information and took those took those pictures to open up that that pip claim well yeah so i mean dr james how often because i had this happen over the 11 years i did this how often do you have somebody that comes into your office and says i honestly thought that people were lying about how much pain they got in after their car collisions and holy cow like how am i feeling this way do you have that happen to you? Because it happened to me all the time. The whiplash is real. I know I know it's happened to me, and I've, I've seen it in patients that have come in. Um, and it doesn't even matter how fast, you know, that collision was happening. It can, it can happen, you know, going like under 15 miles an hour. But if you're unaware and not expecting that impact, those forces are going to travel through your body. And unfortunately, like your, your musculoskeletal system is going to pay the price, and it's going to be your ligaments. Um, and the muscles that are, are going to be, you know, barking at you for hopefully, you know, like only six to eight weeks, but it can take, you know, up to a year or two for that, for that injury to really like self-resolve, um, and hopefully resolve with help of chiropractic care. So I love it. No, that's oftentimes when you get in an accident, you, you know, your, your, your chiropractic office where we might not, that we might not be your first stop. What should maybe be your first stop and what shouldn't necessarily be your first stop or depending on kind of your Depending on how you're feeling, right? And we were talking about this before for the podcast, but I think if you're in that accident and you have immediate pain, like immediately following the accident, you're feeling a headache or some neck pain. Or you're bleeding or, you're or bleeding, there's right? something you're that's a broken bone. body hits the inside of the car. So definitely do a little self-check right after that, after you get to a safe place. And if there's anything that's like, you know, asking for some immediate attention, go to a walk-in clinic, try to, try to avoid, you know, an emergency room, try to avoid an ambulance unless obviously it's out of your control. Um, but if you can get yourself somewhere, somewhere safely, go into a walk-in, you're going to be seen quicker. Um, and that's going to be your first basically recorded entry of care. Um, you know, they may, they may take x-rays. They, may prescribe you some muscle relaxers, but at least you're getting checked out immediately, if, especially if it's like later in the day or if you can't get into a chiropractor right at that moment. Um, following that, I think, you know, we, especially here at Head to Toe, are the experts for any of like musculoskeletal injuries. Um, so getting in the next day or as soon as you can to get those injuries evaluated um, because your your primary care is going to probably refer you to us or some PT or massage anyway. So just knowing that we are an option and probably that first line is important. Yeah, and I just want to second that that piece of it because from from a claims perspective, after an injury, you know, things to watch out for of course are any sort of a concussion type symptom, which is going to be your dizziness, your nausea, your vomiting, your forgetful uh, 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 you know things of that nature they're likely going to transfer you from the walking clinic to the emergency room if there's anything like that or they suspect anything is is broken or in need of emergency but if it's not that we've all been to the emergency room we know it's going to take hours upon hours upon hours and honestly from our standpoint we end up seeing these bills racked up for uh, you know 10 12 grand plus and uh, for quite frankly most of the time the amount 
uh, same service as you'll get at the walk-in. And, you know, the walk-in clinic is going to get that first diagnosis and entry. And it's just so helpful to have more than one doctor solidifying and showing that, that this person has been injured. And, you know, as far as, uh, you know, what Dr. James talked about, a lot of times your primary, they have no idea where to send you. They don't really understand musculoskeletal injuries. Uh, so that's why they, uh, they, you know, typically over and over talk about go to PT, go to PT, go to PT. But I'm just going to say right now, physical therapy is amazing. Um, but where you have a clinic like head to toe where they actually have rehabilitation, they have massage therapy, they have chiropractic, they're going to be taking a look at every single facet of that injury and do a much better job at the documentation of that injury because they are actually trained on how to properly diagnose and document those injuries. I love it. You bring up a great point, uh, which is that oftentimes primary care isn't that that's not the specialist who's really going to know what to do. So find the specialist who does. And oftentimes, again, unless it's clear that you need to go to emergency room, maybe that's not your best first move. What are some other common mistakes that people make after the accident? So what about those situations where somebody thinks maybe I'll just, I'll just handle this my, on my own or I'll negotiate it myself or I don't really need to open a claim? What are some of those mistakes? Well, you just hit the nail on the head right there. You teed that up for me really well, okay? The biggest mistake that people make is assuming that the insurance company cares about them and cares about their injuries. Uh, these are multi-billion dollar companies that, listen, they have to turn a profit every single quarter. How do they do that? They acquire new clients by hiring people and paying them millions of dollars like Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, to to sell their product. And then they are going to skimp on the back end and try and get people to settle as quickly as possible for as little money as possible. And so if you're sitting there trying to say, hey, you know what? I'm a skilled negotiator. I'm going to win against this insurance company. I'm sorry, you're not going to win. You know, what they've been doing nowadays is they're actually giving you a call within a week or two of that collision. And they used to have, they used to basically tell you about a settlement for your injuries. They, they would email you over a document to go ahead and sign and you'd read through it and sign it and then get your money. Now they're calling you up directly they're saying, listen, we're going to give you $1,000 or however much they're going to give you. And they are doing a voice recording and putting the money directly into your bank account. Boom, it's over in five minutes. And you now don't have access to care. You've already accepted that settlement before you're, you actually know the extent of your injuries. And they are playing towards, and they know that a lot of people need that money right now. And it is not worth it. All right, we only have this one body, as Dr. James can tell us. We have one body, all right? And as far as medicine has come nowadays, uh, you need to be able to get all the treatment beforehand to get as healed up as you can and let experts like a law firm that, is, that knows how to do this uh, take away that, that, that insurance company as soon as possible. So my, uh, of course, this sounds self-serving, okay? But find a good law firm that can get you signed on as a client. It doesn't cost you anything out of your own pocket to get signed up. They only get paid if they win. And ultimately, they're going to protect you. They'll send a letter to your insurance company and the at-fault insurance company prohibiting them from calling you to try and trip you up and mix up your words from this collision. And so it's really a, a huge protection 
And then the firm will go to bat for you at the end of it to give you the compensation you need. Yeah. If you think about, if you think about, I mean, we, we talk here a lot at, at head to toe and on the podcast about having a great care team, you know, so when you get injured, depending on what the injury looks like, you oftentimes, you know, you need a team of people, specialists to help. And this is exactly like that from a legal standpoint. So both legal and medical, both very complicated, can both get very, very messy. And oftentimes there's a process that you need to go through in order to get that, the ideal outcome you want. Right. And so I think, you know, oftentimes a mistake we, we see people make when they're injured is again, thinking that it's just going to go away or if they don't do anything, or if they just handle it by themselves, it'll be fine. But most of the times it can get, they can get like a way better outcome and get there much, 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 much quickly and have way better, feel better about everything. If they get help, same here, if you get the right support at the right time, it can make such a dramatic difference from, you know, your access to care, you know, your fight, like the lifting of the financial difficulties of an accident, you know, getting your car repaired or replaced, et cetera, all that stuff. You're absolutely right. I find it, I, I have it happen on a daily basis where people call me and they have struggled through this for months while working with their, their doctor or their chiropractor. And once they're talking to me and I tell them what we're going to do, they're like, why did I not call you sooner? You're like, I, are you kidding me? I wouldn't have had to go through all these phone calls. I wouldn't have got these letters from them basically saying, well, we're only covering what's medically necessary. I mean, they're really trying to scare you through your entirety of your care on questioning, oh no, like, are they not going to cover all of it's scary. It can feel like a little intimidating. It can feel like you're getting the runaround. Yeah. I mean, you're paying them and you think they're on your side, right? Or they're in your corner. That's exactly but right. It doesn't seem to be the case. They're not your friends. They're <laughs> not your friends. <laughs> uh, they're your friends. Right. Yeah, watch. We're going to turn this into like, we're funny. just going <laughs> to rail on the insurance companies. No. So, okay. couple calls to action here. A couple key pieces we want you to walk away with. Number one. Check your insurance policies. Yes, absolutely. Look at those policies. Ask about personal injury protection and uninsured motorists. Repeat after me, full coverage is not a thing. So that is not what you have. That is like a weird myth. Like you need to get real granular and you need to check those two specific personal injury, uninsured or underinsured. Is there a minimum that you would suggest, Corey, as far as yes. like this tip or uninsured? Yeah, yes. Uh, so, you know, as far as... Um, you know, look at the cost, of course. You know, we all have to make those decisions, but the minimal for personal injury protection is $10,000. And so, I mean, that's still a good amount of money. I have the top one. It goes from ten dollars to $35,000, so I have that $35,000. Um, as far as with your uninsured motorist, um, I would I would do $100,000, $300,000 because that's going to cover, uh, obviously, your car, but $100,000, $300,000 means that $100,000 will be for just you, right? And up to $300,000 for the entire vehicle, right? And so if you have family and things like that, you need to think about those things. And, you know, it, it like, like we think it can't happen to me, right? But medical expenses, we all know, has gone through the roof. And, you know, one surgery could be well over that $100,000. And so you just want to make sure you have that coverage. Uh, of course, like I said, I have the top that I can have for my own uh, it's actually 500, 500. Uh, but yeah, just look into those and, and yeah, make the decision. No. Yeah, there's a range, but you're saying kind of a minimal standpoint, you should say, hey, yes, there might be, you might feel that a little bit, but but really it's worth it in the long term. And typically. Right, exactly. To, but but even if you had an insured motorist of the, the 
bottom tier, which is the 2550. Better than nothing. That is way better than yeah, what a lot of people have nothing. now. Exactly. Okay. So that's a number one big, second big call to action here is making sure you know what to do after and having a good care team in place like our team here, James, everybody here at Head to Toe or your chiropractic or sports doc, but know a specialist that you're going to go to that knows how to handle and treat these injuries, knows what to look for, knows how to document things properly so that then when you are in a situation, perhaps a legal situation like this, that proper documentation can make a huge amount of difference in whether or not that claim is going to go through properly. I can't I can't overstate this, that a case many times can be made or broken based upon the doctors you see. Because unfortunately, most doctors are, uh, they have been trained on how to diagnose things, but haven't been trained on how to build up a case. And so that's what I like about Dr. James and about this clinic is, you know, they, they focus on and they actually know how to document. They actually ask about certain things like what happened in the collision? Where was your head turned? Because, you know, a lot of those things actually go into showing how somebody could have actually been injured when they ask those questions, you know, in, in the case. And, and then also even putting a, uh, you know, a statement about the, uh, the causation, right. Based on the information that, that I've been given and, and on my intake, I believe on a more probable than not basis that these, uh, these symptoms that are being shown were caused by that collision. And that's what they'll do here. Yeah, that's huge. No, it's the hardest part and it's, you know, it's cumbersome, but it's, it's worth it. And that's why, that's why you want a good care team here. Well, guys, thank you for being here. This is one of those things that if you have this knowledge ahead of time, it can make an incredible difference, um, in terms of everything that happens after the, you know, the unforeseen accident happens. So thanks for sharing. Core appreciates you. James appreciates you guys. And until next time, remember that movement is the best medicine.